Hello, and welcome back to Self-Healing After Trauma. I am your host, Dr. Asher Beckwith. Today, I would like to talk about the E in the self-heal model. The E is evaluating your energy. Who out there feels like you are constantly exhausted and that you're running from place to place and that oftentimes we feel like we lose ourselves because all we do is run around, work, take care of children, take care of animals, just taking care of people. And that takes a huge toll on us in our day-to-day lives. Who out there actually has time in their day-to-day life and builds in time for themselves? It's not often that I find that people who have survived trauma are privileged with that opportunity to be able to build time into their lives. I know for myself, I literally run from work to running my kid around to taking care of the dog to doing all kinds of different tasks in any given day. And every day feels like another marathon. And in running that marathon, I feel like I really don't have time to just sit and be and think and heal and reflect on my past or on other things that are happening. And so when I have these thoughts or when I have things that come up, then it's really hard because it just feels like one more added thing on top of everything else that I need to accomplish within a day. Can you identify with that? I'm sure that many folks can identify with that. And that's part of what makes healing complex and honestly challenging, especially within the US culture, within Western society, although I'm sure it's similar in other societies as well. We have such complex lives and it's just a challenge to keep up with those lives. But true healing really does require some level of effort. So even if you can, on a day-to-day basis, take 15, 20 minutes, and I'm sure you're asking, how can I even carve out that time? I know that it's really challenging, and I get that, and I'm sure that you're already stressed out and exhausted, and the last thing that you wanna be doing is reflecting on your energy. But what I've found is that when I do take time to actually reflect on my energy and where I'm expending my energy, and I can determine whether I'm expending my energy in ways that are good for me or whether I'm expending my energy in ways that are not good for me, that then I am able to reevaluate that energy and figure out ways to expend that energy in more positive senses. So what do I mean by that? Well, one of the things that if you would like to indulge is keeping track of your energy throughout the day. And you can do this for just like a week or you can even just do it for a day or two, whatever makes sense with your schedule and with your life. One of the things that happened for me when I started to track my energy is that I noticed things 
that were taking my energy away. And when I talk about energy, I don't just mean like running the marathon of going to school or work or taking care of kids or taking care of animals. That's part of it, your physical energy. But also what I'm describing here is the energy from within, from your essential self and your what that energy actually is means to you. So I've found that my environment has really impacted my energy and that there are certain things that really suck the energy out of me and that then there are other things that really can energize me. So for example, when I was keeping track of my energy and really acutely aware of it for a week and just jotting it down and tracking things, I noticed that there were certain people that when I talked to them, it was like they could almost put a pin in the balloon that I was barely holding up and just suck the energy and deflate it right out. Have you ever had that happen where you're just talking to somebody and all of a sudden it's like two words or it could be one sentence and it just sucks everything out of you. There are also people who literally just suck and suck and suck and just need and need and need more. They need more reassurance. They need more care. They need more time. They need you know, to listen more, those kinds of things. And while it's, it's nice and it's great to be there for those people and it's, it's lovely and there might be folks who are like that that are close to you within your life and that's, that's great. But I have found at least when I have those people in my life that I have to be really careful and draw some really clear boundaries energetically around the, those types of folks who you know complain a lot and who just constantly are trying to draw on that energy. And I realize that they're trying to draw on that energy because of their survival pattern. Oftentimes these folks are categorized as the merging pattern where they're just pulling and pulling and pulling. And so I understand that that's coming from a wound within them. And while I would love to be there to meet that wound in every way, sense and form, and why I certainly try to in many ways, I also have to protect my own energy. What I can tell you is that I, for years, have felt really guilty about the idea of protecting my energy and of drawing boundaries with these folks around my energy because I felt like it was rude. I felt like I should give them all the time in the world and I felt like I just, it was like I needed to be there for them or I wanted to be there for them. I felt their pain and I just wanted to help and, and be a supportive person in their life. 
What I've realized recently is that while it's good to be there and support folks, that it can also enable them and allow them to continue to draw on you and that it's okay to set those energetic boundaries. So now I intentionally plan when I am going to have a conversation with someone who I feel like might take that energy or might pull on that energy. And I literally draw some boundaries around myself. So how do I do that? For me, I am very drawn, and I've talked about this previously in other podcasts, but I love lavender. I love the color of lavender. I love the smell of lavender. I even love the taste of lavender. I am very, very into lavender types of things. I drink lavender tea. I will literally make things with lavender in it. So for me, lavender is just a very comforting and relaxing uh, scent and, and taste. And so I imagine this beautiful, but also very well-formed and uh, stable lavender piece around me, this like bubble almost around me, where I can still see people and I can still access them and I can still be there for them, but I am protecting my energy from being sucked and from having that pin stuck in the balloon. So in advance of calling or talking or being around these folks, I do like an energy kind of clearing where I literally go through and meditate and take my hands and push through the energy that is existing within me and push it into the ground. And then what I do is I bring in this beautiful lavender bubble that is surrounding me, that is protecting me so that I don't take on other people's stuff that is going on. I am an empath, so I have a tendency to feel what other people feel and take that on. And while I am still honing and working and refining my empath skills, I do feel what they are going through. But now I have this energetic bubble where I can rely on that to kind of push it off or allow things to bounce off of that bubble. And it's not only helpful with people who have that pooling kind of pattern, that survival pattern. And again, there's nothing wrong with that pattern. It's just we've all adopted these different patterns in life. It's just for me, I have to to also protect my energy so that I don't feel drained. But then there are people who project their energy and things onto me And being an empath, I feel that really heavily. So I historically have taken that on quite a bit and then adopted that. 
And by adopting this lovely bubble, it's interesting because since I've been doing this energy work now, and I've been really heavily focusing on it since I have been in the transpersonal energy healing, or now what's called somogenics uh, energy training, I can really focus on that energy and now be aware of when something feels off. And before it was like I was just feeling other people's feelings and I couldn't really decipher them from my own. So it was hard to know what was my feeling versus someone else's feeling. And now I can start to really tune into okay, what are my feelings? What am I feeling energetically? Like, am I tired? Am I feeling overwhelmed by this situation? And, or by this person, or by the conversation? And then now I have like these little flags that go up and it's like, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed, okay. So then I know that for me, in order to protect myself and my energy, that sometimes I need to excuse myself or I need to visualize that um, lavender bubble getting bigger. That also helps. Or sometimes I envision that lavender bubble kind of radiating out. And what's beautiful is when it radiates, it's like I have the bubble, but then I also have the beautiful lavender rays and those rays can be taken and the other person can take those in and hopefully feel more encouraged and more acknowledged and seen and heard. Because ultimately we all want to be seen and heard and so the bubble is there to protect me, but that doesn't mean that I can't still radiate and put out that love and energy to them. It just means that I have to also protect my own energy. So my piece for this week is to encourage you to go through your day, figure out what things are sucking your energy, what situations, is it work, is there something or someone or some situation at work that is sucking your energy or at home or somewhere else. And then on the flip side, I think we pay so much attention to what is sucking our energy and what is wrong, you know, oh, this is wrong and that's wrong and oh, there's 18,000 things that are wrong in our lives. But we really don't spend much time focusing on what's good and what's right and what actually energizes us throughout the day. So I encourage you to also pay attention to what's energizing you throughout the day. And so for me, I get a lot of energy off of flowers. I absolutely love flowers. And when I was in my 20s, I would get a bouquet of flowers, even though I was completely dirt broke. I would go to the store, and back in the day, they, you could get a tiny little bouquet for like $2 and some change. 
And so I would save up every week my $2 and some change from my four jobs that I was working plus taking full-time classes in college. And I would buy myself a little bouquet of flowers every single week. And that was like my pride and joy. And it was something that just made me feel so good. And it was like my little gift to myself every week. And every single time I looked at those flowers sitting on the kitchen counter, it would just make me feel really, really good every single day. So are there things that also build you up? Are there people, like, does your partner build you up? Do your friends build you up? Are there coworkers or other people that you interact with or your children that build you up? So think about the ways in which they also build you up and give you energy. And let's focus on really evaluating that energy because in order to heal from trauma, it's very important to not only be able to evaluate those things that drain your energy, but also those things that give you joy because that will help you to really build resiliency over time and to deal with some of those more complex feelings and emotions and uh, situations. It will give you hope and help you to realize that not only is there bad in the world, but there is also good. So thank you so much for your time. And as always, I thank you so much for allowing me and this podcast to be a part of your healing journey.